Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Today, I'd like to address the state of the stock market and consider how investors should react. Specifically, we will discuss the role of dividends, especially increasing dividends, in making stock purchase decisions. These factors could be useful to college students as well as other investors. First, the state of the market. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, the NASDAQ, and Standard & Poor's 500, each is a measure of how the market is performing, have all reached and for a while maintained new highs due to optimism about the success of vaccines and our ability to handle COVID-19. The government shutdown of much of the U.S. economy due to the virus forced many companies to cur curtail operations and limit capital spending. As a result, they now have record amounts of money available to spend and invest. People also curtailed spending as they were unable to vacation, eat out, and indulge in other forms of entertainment. Many, not all, but many saved money. Add to the mix, massive amounts of COVID relief funds and the total amount of money individuals have available to spend is also record-breaking. The market seemed to applaud the stimulus. Low interest rates make even more money available to both corporations and individuals and at cheap prices. All of these factors seem to indicate that the economy is poised to take off, and if it does, stock prices and the stock market should take off also. With all that seemingly good news, why is the market so volatile? Why is it subject to a series of substantial price increases and decreases? The answer, according to most analysts, is the fear of inflation. As a reminder, inflation is a period of sustained rising prices. Inflation reduces purchasing power. To combat inflation, the Federal Reserve often increases interest rates. The current market fears rising rates. There's a bit of irony to the current situation. Many, if not most of the reasons we just cited as causes for a good economy, are also cited as reasons for inflation concerns. Good news can become bad news. Too much of a good thing can lead to other problems. In recent days, U.S. stocks, foreign stocks, Bitcoin and commodities have experienced substantial price declines. Federal Reserve officials see evidence of mounting inflation and a strong economy. Maybe they think too strong. 
they indicated that this could lead to an earlier review than previously expected of nearly zero interest rates and other actions the Fed takes to combat inflation. Why does this matter? First, the market clearly liked and looked favorably upon low interest rates. The market recognizes that rising rates are designed to slow the economy. They add to the cost of borrowing for corporate and individual borrowers alike. Historically, the market tends to dislike rising rates, rising interest rates, that is, and it reacts often with falling stock prices. In my opinion, investors should be prepared for volatility, that is, substantial price increases and decreases. They are likely to continue, but don't panic. Some students have asked if the market can continue to rise. My response is it can, especially if the Federal Reserve can control inflation. Also, it is important for the government to moderate spending. I agree with the administration's plans to spend on infrastructure, but I think it should be moderated in both amount and scope. I think the market would react more favorably to billions of infrastructure spending rather than trillions of dollars of spending. With this backdrop, what should an investor do? Those who are consistent dollars and cents listeners might suspect that my first suggestion is, before investing in stock, establish and maintain an emergency fund. I keep saying this, but it is so important. This fund should involve a safe account, such as a savings account. Remember the purpose of the fund, to have money available for emergencies. Money that goes into this account should be used only for emergencies. And I recognize many college students at this point don't need the emergency fund, but you are preparing for the future. After the emergency fund, after you've established it and maintained it, I am an observer. I am watching the market and looking for it to settle down. I am looking for less volatility. I am also looking for stock buying opportunities, not just any stock. Stock in companies that pay a high current return, have a reduced risk, and fit into your long-term plan. I am talking about cash dividend-paying stocks, but not any cash dividend-paying stock. I would be interested in those that have a history of increasing their cash dividends every year. Remember, there are two ways to make money from owning stock. The first is from collecting dividends. We call this the dividend yield. This happens while you own the stock. Dividend payers usually make payments four times per year to owners. The second happens if you sell the stock for more than your purchase price. This is called a capital gain. The combination of dividend yield plus capital gain can provide a very rewarding profit. Let's review the dividend and why it matters. A cash dividend is a cash payment out of earnings, out of a corporation's earnings made to owners. To pay a cash dividend, a company must have both cash and profits. Both 
are signs of a healthy financial company. Companies pay dividends because they have more cash than they see as necessary to run the business. Also, and an important point, companies don't pay cash dividends unless they feel strongly that they will be able to keep paying the dividend into the future. In other words, they feel confident that they will be able to continually generate profits and collect cash. Please note, not every company pays a dividend. A company's failure to pay a dividend is not necessarily a bad sign. Amazon doesn't pay a dividend. Apple, for a long time, did not pay a dividend. But studies indicate that those who do typically earn a higher return for owners and have less risk as compared to non-payers. And in this time of volatility, I am concerned about risk. In a volatile market, such as the current market, these are important features for investors. What is better than a company that pays a dividend? One that increases its dividend every year. Companies that have increased dividends every year for 25 years are called dividend aristocrats. These are large industry leaders who have very reliable profits. An example is Johnson & Johnson, the large and successful pharmaceutical company. J&J, along with most other dividend aristocrats, typically sell for more than $100 per share. Many college students shy away from such companies. So I'd like to focus on a few companies that are not yet, at this time, dividend aristocrats, but are well on their way to becoming one. Let's begin with Verizon, symbol VZ. You likely know Verizon as a wireless and high-speed internet provider. It is an industry leader and has a strong, loyal customer base. It has significantly less debt than others in the industry, and it should be one of the largest beneficiaries of the transition to 5G mobile technology. It sells for about $56 per share. and has a dividend yield of almost 4.5%. This is an above average yield. It has increased its dividend every year for 15 years and appears to be well on its way to dividend aristocrat status. So it's not one yet, but it is poised to become one. Its beta is 0.45, so it is less risky than the market. This looks like a good investment in the current market. While you own the stock and wait for the price of the stock to increase, you collect almost 4.5% of your investment in dividends, and that is a very high yield. Another company worth considering is one that we have discussed on several occasions, Pfizer. As you know, it makes a successful COVID-19 vaccine, but it is much more than just a vaccine maker. It is one of the world's leading biopharmaceutical companies. It is dedicated 
to the prevention and cure of many diseases, not just COVID-19. Financially, it is on solid ground. It has significant free cash flow. Based on its current stock price of about $40 per share, its dividend yield is just under 4%. Again, investors collect 4% of their investment each year they own the stock while they wait for Pfizer's stock price to increase. Pfizer's beta is a relatively low-risk 0.71. Its projections for future earnings are impressive. Current owners of this stock, in my opinion, should consider holding on to it. The future looks good for Pfizer. New investments, in my opinion, would be appropriate when the market volatility decreases. Another company I am watching and considering for future investment is Williams Companies. It is an energy infrastructure company that owns interstate gas, natural gas pipelines. It also produces natural gas and some oil. As the nation and the world moves towards renewable energy, natural gas should maintain an important role. Natural gas is the cleanest and most reliable energy used for heating homes. And it is extremely abundant in the United States. That is relatively cheap. William's current dividend is more than 6%. Its beta is 1.51, meaning its price risk is a little more than average. I generally prefer beta of a little bit less than that, but that yield of 6% is very attractive. Williams projects substantial price increases for the next year, uh, substantial profit increases for the next year. Each of these three companies pays significant and safe dividends. They are financially sound, and that's what makes the dividend safe. In other words, they should be able to continue to pay their dividends. And keep in mind, especially Pfizer and Verizon, they continually increase their dividends. Pfizer has increased its dividends every year for, a, I believe, the last 11 years. The last time they did not increase their dividend was when they made an acquisition they purchased another pharmaceutical company and they used what they used to pay in dividends or some of it to buy that pharmaceutical company. But since then, they have been able to increase their dividends and it's expected that they can continue to do that into the future. So these companies' yields are substantially more than the interest rates available through banks. Keep in mind, interest rates currently on savings accounts probably less than 1%. So dividend yield is much greater than that. One other point, even though the Fed is considering raising interest rates, those interest rates usually hit borrowers before the higher interest rates become available in savings accounts. So if the Fed raises rates, what you can expect is that the cost of borrowing will increase. 
but the benefit of saving in a bank account, that will lag behind. That is just historically what has happened. So each of these companies, Verizon, Pfizer, and Williams, they have excellent long-term prospects. When the market stabilizes and volatility e eases, I would consider each of them for new investments. Investing based on dividends, according to studies, provides on average greater returns than investing in non-dividend paying companies. And equally important, when stock prices fall, high yielding dividend payers generally fall in smaller amounts. And that's what tends to make them safer. We will continue to monitor the market and dividend paying stocks and we'll keep you informed of our observations. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.